Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got what? to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly... Uh, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hey everyone, before we get started, I just wanted to remind you about the survey that we're running. It's at forever35podcast.com slash survey, and your responses will help inform upcoming content, topics, guests, and it'll just be super helpful for us if you fill it out. So please do it. It's at forever35podcast.com slash survey. Okay, here's the show. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. I am Dori Shafrir. And we're not experts. We're just two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. Before we kicked off this podcast, I burped 17 times. Yeah, but you know, that's not the serum's fault. (laughs) What if I was eating the serum? That would be weird. What if I was eating the serums and that was making me sick? Or what if there was like an anti-burping serum and you were like, this anti-burping serum isn't working. working. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, anyway. Oh, boy. (laughs) Starting off normal today. Totally. Kate, how was your week? 
Well, as I mentioned to you over text message, last night I had the stream that Oprah Winfrey gave was I'm like she was sitting at a desk with all these face oils mm-hmm. that were like her Oprah Winfrey brand mm-hmm. oils. They were beautiful and in a glass jar with like this little glass dropper. Mm. And she was advising me on my skincare. This is a legitimate dream I had just I mean, last night. So things are going great in my life. I think you're manifesting something. I would 100% take skincare advice or buy Oprah brand skincare. Yeah, ditto. It was very, like when I woke up this morning, I was like, oh, I don't have those oils. Mm. It was and like you a, felt sad. It was a beautiful golden like rose hip oil. It was very and specific. I bet her, her skin is probably luminous in person. Yeah, she's perfect. Yes. Oh, boy. Well, excuse me. Mm, okay. I'm going to stop drinking bubbly water. Um, I did yesterday... One thing I am kind of working on in my spare time, which yeah. is basically from like nine to 10 o'clock at night, yep. is getting my our bedroom in order, my husband and my bedroom, our bedroom, master bedroom, um, because it's where I just go to dump piles of stuff. Mm. It's incredibly cluttered and disorganized and really unpleasant. And it's actually kind of a beautiful room. It is. So and it's big. It's big. Um, so weirdly, someone added this giant bedroom onto our house the, long before we bought it, but it's really beautiful. So I'm trying to organize it. I just bought a planter for the Ooh. room. And yesterday I went to my second favorite store, Ikea, and I bought a bunch of kind of organizational tools to get our linen closet in order and um really you love ikea yeah i love it you don't find it so overwhelming no i find it like relaxing hey teach me your ways well we are very fortunate to live near i believe the world's largest ikea what possibly it might just be america's but yes they recently built the largest ikea here in southern california it's in burbank california the parking is ample i find I just love Ikea. They have family, you know, they really support kind of a progressive philosophy with their customers, family bathrooms, you know, good spots to nurse. Mm-hmm. They have this this great little kids club that my children actually like to go to where they're very well monitored and they can watch a movie while you shop for an hour. Okay, but let's talk about the actual act of shopping at Ikea. Okay, I love it. I stroll through. I take notes. I measure. Okay, will you take me to Ikea? Oh, 100%. I truly freaking love it so much. Okay, great. And I do find that also all my dishes are Ikea, um, lots of my furniture. Like we, I actually really, some things Ikea is not great for. Yeah. And other things, it's, they're amazing. But like, for example, our our dishware, all Ikea, it's chipped, but because it's, on the more affordable end, I feel okay about the fact that I'm just going to use it until it shatters and then we'll yes. go back to Ikea and get more. And you have two kids, so dishware is going to shatter. Oh, yeah. So you it's might as well break. not spend a lot on it. No, and they have beautiful, like, beautiful bamboo salad bowls and just mm. all sorts of great home goods, fake plants, art, frames. I could go on and on. Lighting. I love Ikea. And so I bought a bunch of... <laughs> Do I look, I seem frazzled, don't I? I seem a little excited about it. But I, but just to kind of, I just bought a bunch of things to kind of help like keep towels all in one place instead of just like this big blob of towels spilling out of this closet and put some books in under my bedside table. So again, it's not just this overflowing book pile. So I'm assuming my room will still be messy, but messy in containers that hide the mess. Sure. 
that's what I'm going for. Great. Um, so yeah, I just, I love, love Ikea. I love it. Also, you can find, they have a great return policy. I mean, I, f- I f- feel like a brand ambassador, but like when I think about going to Ikea, I feel like I, I feel my, my shoulders rising and I, and I have like anxiety. I think you have to make a targeted plan. So you have to know exactly what you're looking for, the spots in your house that, that you're buying for, and also have those spots completely measured. So mm-hmm. you go in and know you're not sitting there like wondering, will this wicker basket fit on this bathroom mm-hmm. shelf? And then having a 10 minute you know, mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. Also, I think you have to go at, if possible, you know, don't go on a weekend at 2 p.m. Mm, that's usually when I go. Go first thing in the morning. Go have some pancakes with lingle, lingerberries. I forget what they're called. Lingonberries? Lingonberries. Eat, mm. eat some very affordable food. Their salmon lunch is excellent. It's like three bucks. You're really selling me on I this. freaking love Ikea. The cafeteria okay. is amazing. They make it easy to wheel your trays around. And it's actually very easy with a family to go there, which I don't find every store is. Yeah, that's true. So anyway... Wow. I have some before photos, and hopefully I will this week be able to take after photos. Like I have to commit to getting this done. I'm excited for you. I really want our bedroom to be like a peaceful place. A sanctuary. Yes, and not like a storage closet, which is what it feels like now. Yeah, I hear you. So anyway, that's what I did this week. Well, I'm about to go on a trip. I know. Bon voyage. Thank you, Kate. Um, I'm going to the East Coast, and... I have been in a state of, uh, how to put this, anxiety slash paralysis about it for the last, like, two weeks because I don't know what to pack. (laughs) Okay, can I just remedy this for you for one second? Yes. I'm assuming you're trying to pack a carry-on. Yes. Oh, yes. Can you, if you are having a hard time and you feel like you need to bring a lot of stuff, can you check a bag? And would that just eliminate the the hoops you're trying to jump through? Not really, because it's more like, it's not about quantity of stuff. It's about what things? It's about what things, and it's about having to dress for a few different types of occasions, one of which is a wedding that is partially outside, and it's not, it's not going to be warm. And I'm like, I don't have shoes. I, I don't think I have the right... Like I, I bought, I bought a bunch of new dresses. I've returned almost all of them. Like I'm just sort of like I don't have the thing. I know, but you don't know what the thing is, and, and I don't confusing. really know what the thing is. And I also feel like, you know, we're going to be in Boston, and then we're going to be in upstate New York, and then we're going to be in New York, for- which are all places. Sorry to interrupt you. That could either be eighty degrees or forty degrees, totally like depending on the yes. whim of the weather. Yeah. And so it looks like it's going to be mostly in the 50s with like clouds and chance of rain, which I think I will feel cold. And like, I don't really have sweaters anymore. (laughs) Like, I just don't have the right clothes. And so this, even though this is a not a this is this is not a huge problem, like I have clothes, but I have been creating this problem in my mind for the last couple of weeks. Uh-huh. So it really maybe isn't a problem. You've just kind of let yourself get. I think I can't. I, Kate, I'm too close to it. <laughs> and I can't tell. Can I speak to you about my recent experience going to Minnesota? Please. I think one thing that mo- many listeners will not be able to relate to because they don't live in 
Southern California is living here makes you you just get used to being in 70 degree weather and you throw out all your like bulky winter stuff. And then you go back into the rest of America and you're like, oh, weather, weather, also weather that changes day right. to day. We have a consistent it's either hotter or less hot. Right. And so I'm like looking at the weather predictions for the next few days for the East Coast. And I'm like, but wait, one day it's going to be like a little warmer and then it's going to be really cold. And, you know, and I'm so just like, I went to Minnesota. I brought two winter coats because I wasn't sure which one to bring. And I had a lighter one and a heavier one. And I really, the second I got there, was like, oh, I didn't need the heavy one. Mm. My And my advice to you would be, you're going to be okay if you're cold. I think you'll be, I know you mm. might have to be outside. Bring a scarf, try to layer. You've got this nice leather jacket I think that could work. Yeah. If there is a way, like really gauge how long you're going to be physically outside and see if it's something you need to be like, it's going to be de- like detrimental to your health. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, you know, when you're outside not, for a long time, you're going to catch gonna get a cold. Hypothermia. Right. But I think you might, you might be more okay than you think you're going to be. No, you're definitely right. And I also, I feel so silly ha- even having this conversation. Like I grew up in Boston. I like know. I lived my whole life in the Northeast until five years ago. And now I'm such a wimp and I, I've like lost all sense of, Reality. You also don't even know what cold feels like anymore. So it's very, you go yes. back into it and you're like, oh. Yes. So that's that's what's been preoccupying me. I know I'm going to get there and it's going to be fine. It is. It is. And worst case scenario, you drive to a Target or a Walmart or a secondhand store and you get yourself a big old scarf or something. You know, if there, if there was ever a moment where you were like, wow, there's a blizzard, I didn't come prepared. You have, yeah. I think you could solve it. I am going to major metropolitan areas. Okay. Yeah, you'll be okay. I'll be fine. Or, you know, the other thing I kept telling myself was I was when I was panicking over Minnesota, I know people here, so I could borrow something. Totally. You could borrow. Totally. All right, Kate, I feel Good better. luck. I can't wait to thank see you. what outfits you come up with oh, for thank this you. journey. I'll post them. Yeah, you should. I would like to see them. Um, Kate. Yes. Did you know that we have a voicemail? I do. Yeah. I thought you meant that we were going to listen to one. And I was no. like, you just surprised me. No. I Mm-mm. do know that we have a voicemail. You can call us and leave us questions, comments at 781-591-0390. You can also email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. You can find out about all the products we mentioned and more on our website, forever35podcast.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at forever35podcast and on Twitter at forever35pod. And uh, you can also sign up for our newsletter on our website, forever35podcast.com. Just click on mailing list. Talk to us. Talk to us. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. And we'll be back. So, Kate, yes. Uh, recently, it was the Sephora Spring Beauty event. That's right. Uh, where VIBs, which we both are. So proud. <laughs> so proud. Got uh, 15% off. Mm-hmm. And their Beauty purchase. Insiders got 10%. Yeah. And we, we talked about this on the pod a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I did an Instagram story where I was in Sephora and I just thought, why not make some videos? And I was showing the samples I was getting while at Sephora. Yes. And I think you blew a lot of people's minds. I was actually really 
uh, amazed at the responses I was getting, which is people asking like, oh, wait, you can really go into Sephora and ask to sample products. So, Kate. Yes. Teach us your ways. Okay. I think we talked about this a lot on the podcast and I still feel like we haven't stressed it enough. Yeah. I want the like the blow by blow. Okay. You walk into Sephora. So here's the deal, guys. You can get samples at Sephora. You go in. This is what I did. I walked in. I had in my brain some products. Your head held high. Oh, confident, cool. Yeah. And I was like, I knew kind of some products I wanted to sample. But also, if you don't, that's okay. What I did and what I do is I grab the testers. So by the end, I had a stack of five testers in my hands. okay. Now, here's where I want to break and say that someone commented that their Sephora limited them to three samples. And that's never happened to me. So I did a little Googling and there have been articles kind of written about getting samples at Sephora, which they do do. And um, one one person said who worked for Sephora that they give up to three samples to clients in each world. And so I think they, and the employees have the stores divided into worlds. So this is how I understand it, like maybe up to three skincare samples. And then up to three makeup samples yes. and perfume and hair care. Now, I will say as a caveat, I just got five skincare samples. So okay. it might Because depend your on, head was held high. I was so assertive and cool. <laughs> um, so it might just depend. But yes, you can get up to three, at least we know. Okay. Possibly more. And also, um, I don't believe they allow samples of eye makeup, um, certain oh, makeup sure. products. Okay. That makes sense. Um, but I was I was there for skincare. Okay. So I grabbed the testers. Yeah. And then I flagged down a salesperson and I just said, can I please get samples of these products? I want to try them before the sale so I know what I want to buy. You can say whatever you want. I don't think you need to justify why you want to sample anything. I think sampling is valuable because one, you're spending money and you want to know the product, the quality of the product before you get it. Two, you want an allergy test on your skin. Yeah. See how your skin reacts to it. And three, someone, other people pointed this out, numerous listeners, that ultimately you're saving Sephora money because you're not buying a product and then returning it and that just goes to waste. Yeah. So it's actually like... It's in their best interest. Yes. This works for all of us. So I was there with my testers. The salesperson said, okay, They went and got little plastic containers Mm -hmm. and they lined up all my products and they just squirted, squirted, squirted. And then this salesperson did something new, which they printed out on receipt paper, a very informative breakdown of the product, the price, the kind of skincare that it's good for, what kind of like what you see on the Sephora website. Sure. This amount of stars um, users had given it. Yeah. And then... Uh, they put that little piece of paper and the sample in a plastic bag. So I knew what was what in a tiny plastic bag. Each sample had its own individual plastic bag. And then I walked out of the Sephora without purchasing anything. And I believe that that is okay because I do shop there. Totally. I'm going to give them my money. And before I do, I want to be an educated consumer. So can you tell us what you got? Yes, I... Got two belief moisturizers, the Aqua Bomb and the Moisturizing Bomb. I got uh, the Tatcha Camellia Oil, makeup removing mm, oil. Mm-hmm. And I got um, a her- a Herbivore Oil, 
I forget which one, um, but the uh, not the blue one that everyone is crazy about, uh, different kind of moisturizing oil for more mature skin. Mm. And then I got a drunk elephant serum. Okay. A nighttime serum. And um, I'm using them all. But I'm also, what I've also been doing, Dory, is kind of stripping down my skincare routine just mm. so I can try out these products and see how they're, how my skin likes them. So I'm just kind of washing my face morning and night and then using them individually. Wow. Yeah. That's great. And did you end up buying full sizes of anything that I you sampled? I bought a full size of the Belief Aqua Bomb lotion. I may end up returning it. Okay. Only because I then started to have like a moment of regret. Should I have stayed with the Tatcha water cream, which I just recently used mm. and liked? And I'm in the process of finishing. Should I get an oil and not use a moisturizer? I mean, I, I don't know. I had this kind of weird moment of regret. So I think I, but I really like how it makes my skin feel. It's beloved. People love their moisturizer. So I'm going to try it out when I get the product at home. Okay. And I still have a little bit of the sample left. Oh, nice. The samples last at least about three to four uses I've found. Yeah. I mean, if you were going on a short trip, you could take them with yes, you. Yes. For a tiny, you know, nickel sized container, you really get, you are able to get a sense of the product, I think. Totally. I think it's really, really helpful. So I would encourage people, I, I'm a very shy, um, don't like confrontation. I'm afraid of imposing kind of person. So I would never normally ask for samples. But in the past year, I've gotten bizarrely confident when it comes to I going into Sephora. I love that. <laughs> because like, you know, one of like a drunk elephant serum is like $88. Yeah. And you don't want to shell out that cash. Heck to the if, no. If, you know, if, it, if your skin ends up not liking it. Yeah. So I just, I just feel like it's really worth it to go in there and demand kindly some samples. I really like that. I've never done it. You haven't? No. And why not? Just because you haven't thought about it or you're don't you feel weird? Haven't thought about it. Um, you know, I, I I was never like a real product junkie. Mm -hmm. Like I, I would find the things that I liked and I would usually stick with them. Now, this podcast <laughs> has changed that a bit. Um, so I am trying more stuff now. But in the past, I wasn't really a like... Let's see what new thing I can try. Right, it was right. more like, okay, all this stuff works for me. I'm going to keep using it. Um, so, you know, that is changing. But that's that's probably the biggest reason why. I also don't think I quite realized that you could just ask for whatever you wanted. Within limits. I mean, again, I don't think you're going to be able to get like mascara. You can't no, 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 sure. Shirt, but yes, I know what you mean. Like grab a hundred dollar lotion, grab some La Mer yeah. and ask for a sample of La Mer. Right. Yeah. I didn't realize that that was like a possibility. Yeah. I mean, you also get samples at Sephora when you check out. Yes. Which is lovely. And but I will this always, is different from that. I always took advantage of that and take advantage of that. Yeah. Um, but this and have different. found some products that I really like through that service. Me too. I, I like Sephora's policy. I feel like they have a very good return policy. They're very open to letting customers try the products in the store. Mm -hmm. I, I think we should take advantage of what they're giving us. Yeah, I agree. And not manipulate it, but like definitely try things before you decide to take the plunge. And like in my case, I did buy the moisturizer that I tried. Yeah. You know? Totally. So, well, thank you, Sephora. Listen, listeners, let us know about your Sephora sample experiences. And any other stores that you feel like great skincare 
consumer experiences? Because I do feel like stores or companies with great customer service, like we should know about them and and use them. Yeah, yeah. totally. So please share with us. Please. We want to know. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Hey, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say like I I I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires and just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, "Oh god, like get this off of me." <laughs> No, thank once you. Once you once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast, but I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in 
women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with glorious Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one -on -one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got what? to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from Quince. Ooh, mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Our guest today is my friend, dog groomer extraordinaire, video director and comedian, Jess Rona. So our guest today is my friend, Jess Rona. Jess Rona is a dog grooming expert, an Instagram star, 
a video director, and a comedian, and Jess runs the crazy popular Instagram Jess Rona Grooming, which has over 137,000 followers as of last night. She has numerous celebrity clientele, including Katy Perry, Antigone and Sarah, and on occasion, my 13-pound chihuahua mix, Lucy. And she's the author of the beautiful book, Groomed, which features her dog clientele and various states of grooming. And she also directed the music video for Tegan and Sarah's song, A Hundred Times, and has been written up in the LA Times, In Style, People, The Hollywood Reporter, Marie Claire, and Mashable, to name a few. And most importantly, she and I were on a basketball team together called the Kimmy Dribblers. <laughs> Jess Rona, welcome to Forever 35. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to see you. You have a book called Groomed. Yeah. You are in charge of dogs' self-care. <laughs> yes, I am. And we are a podcast about human self-care. Yes. So how do you take care of yourself? And also, is there anything, because your dogs, the dogs you groom get facials, mm -hmm. like they live a luxurious life when you groom them. Yes. Is there anything that you kind of implemented with them that you do for yourself? Is that a weird question? No. I mean, I don't. I don't, I'm not inspired by what I do for them as far as like what I do for myself. Cause like I listen to this podcast. I love self care. As we get older, you know, it's super important mentally, physically. I did, I do facials regularly for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been trying to do more masks lately, but um, I do, I feel like the biggest thing, the biggest form of self care that I do right now is meditation. That's like my main source of self-care that I do every day. Okay. So t walk us through this practice. Is it a specific kind of meditation? I've kind of melded two types of meditation. I feel like I'm only looking at you. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, so for me, I, I took this class at the David Lynch Foundation for Transcendental Meditation. I've taken the course. Have you? I have. It's it a bajillion a dollars. Yeah. It, someone gave it to me as a oh, gift. Oh, great. If you, it's like ridiculous. It is. Um, I, they let me pay it off and it was like, you know, probably six or seven years ago that I did it. So it was like, I was really, I wasn't making any money, but I just like my husband, you know, he was my boyfriend at the time. He was like, it changed my life. I highly recommend this. You'll have this forever. It's like taking a course that you can just carry on through your life. So I do recommend it. Um, but I took that course and then now I feel like I need more than just repeating a mantra to calm my brain. So what I do is I looked on YouTube and I got this great um, Wayne Dyer meditation called I Am. Oh. And it's very powerful to declare I am blank, you know? Do you do you follow it with a thing or you just say yes. I am, I am? No, oh. no, no. So if you're like, I am so tired, you're really manifesting that. I am so... Ugh, of course, this is happening. I'm always this. You know, like when you declare I am something, you're really manifesting it and giving it energy, giving it power. Oh, my God. I feel like so woo-woo right now. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. No, I think it's interesting. Hit the 15 mark to skip forward if you're not into it. But um, I just – actually, your listeners are probably so into it. I feel like we have meditators. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so – I just use the I am for whatever I need to be that day. My favorites are um, I am calm and present. Mm -hmm. And so what you do is um, on the inhale, you receive 
from the universe, this thing, and on the exhale, you give to the universe. So it's like an active meditation. You're doing something. You're not just sitting there counting, you know, eyes, or like eyes closed, eyes closed. You breathe in and you inhale, like I am calm and present. And you kind of picture the universe giving you this thing. I am calm and present and it works. Or I am rich in abundance. I do that. I am grateful. I am okay. It's really anything that you need in that moment. Do you do this first thing in the morning? Yeah, I do it for 20 minutes every day. I hope, hopefully do it twice a day. Um, and then, but I'll start the meditation with my TM. So I'll just kind of like settle, you know, for a moment and then I will do my mantra and repeat it, which mantra is just like a word that you're assigned. Right. Um, but it's basically just to get your brain to chill out. Can I ask you about some of the logistics of meditation? Yeah. Because I love, I actually really enjoy it when I do it, but I find like I wake up too late or then my dog is mm -hmm. jumping on the couch or mm -hmm. my, I feel self-conscious and my husband's walking by. Like how, where's your space that you do it? How do you carve out like calm or are those things that you just have to kind of deal with when you meditate? I mean, you have a, you have kids. You have, I mean, you have yeah, like a way too. different life, you I know, have kids, yeah. you have kids. <laughs> I don't have kids. So, you know, I have dogs, but like sometimes I can't get to it, you know, and I feel it. My body just feels like it's sluggish and I'm just like pushing through. Um, but I try to do it. I actually wrote a little article on medium.com oh. all about how meditation has helped my business, but that's like the biggest thing of self-care I do is meditation. And Cause I do just like you, sorry to interrupt, but just, I struggle with anxiety. Mm -hmm. So it's helped my anxiety so much. Do you just feel more calm? Yes. It helped my road rage. Well, I was experiencing road rage on my drive here. Tell me. I was, there was a BMW fucking BMW driving so slow in front of me in the left lane and I was like what are you then I was like why do you have a sports car <laughs> what me and my Honda mom car um but it's I I really get worked up and then I Dory and I've talked about a feeling these feelings on the road and I was like Kate you're going to your podcast where you like talk about not behaving this way chill out and it kind of helped mm. but I still my immediate feeling I mean do you still have it Dory you still get rage yeah. I mean, I, I had to go to a doctor's appointment this morning in Beverly Hills, which meant I was driving to Beverly Hills, like at the height of rush hour, you know, in the worst traffic. And I was, and, and everyone, I was just like, oh, that person's not signaling. That person's driving slowly. And, you know, it was just sort of like, oh, this is, this is the worst. But I try to just sort of like, I try to let it go. So how did meditation, like when, how long have you been doing this and when did you start to notice the effects in your life? That's a, That was a weird thing that I was like, oh, I'm like fine. I'm, my chest is, is not, you know, you know, that feeling of anxiousness where your chest can't fully exhale, yes. where it just feels kind of full and you can't get it to just calm down. It's that feeling of like in the center of your chest and belly, it just like felt calm. Um, I just started noticing it probably like maybe a year ago of like, damn, I'm like cool on the road. It's like, all right, well, I've cut someone off before, you know, I'm not going to get mad at you because I've done it before and probably or like I'll make up a story like to feel sad for them. Like your mom probably just died. So I can't like <laughs> feel bad for you or like, you know, just like I'll just say I'll just think something sad for them or have some kind of empathy for the person. So I'm like, you know, we're all in this together whatever. The, I, I am struggling with my husband driving. I'm from LA. So I've had road rage my whole life. <laughs> you know, I was driving since I was like, you know, 15 and a half. Like um, my husband 
is the slowest driver. He's the most patient driver. He drives like an 86-year-old. I have to clench my fists and like focus on something else so I don't tell him how to drive. That's something that meditation hasn't helped. But has meditation helped you in your relationship? Like kind of We how meditate you... together. Oh. So he's the one that taught me about meditation. Sometimes if we don't feel like it, he'll be like, should we meditate? And I'll be like, yes. Even though I like never feel like doing it. But then after you do it, you feel better. Oh, yeah. And even like at, towards the middle or end of the meditation, I want more. And I'm like, damn, I don't feel like waking up yet. Like I feel like this is so comfortable. And it's almost like I was thinking about it the other day. I was doing a meditation and oh, this, oh my God, uh, I'm just going to own it. Um, <laughs> kind of like, it's like, you know, when you eat something sweet and like, like releases something in your brain, like it felt like I was eating something sweet when I was like meditating because mm. it was like so satisfying for that sleepiness inside of me. Like it woke me up. I didn't meditate today though. Oh. And I feel it. When I don't meditate in the morning, I'm like cranky and tired. How did it help your business? So at the end of the meditations, I send gratitude and love to my clients. And at, um, after a meditation, you're just chill. You're just calm. And so when I'm working with dogs, you know, dogs don't want to be groomed. You know, yes, my clients are calm because they come to me once a month. They know me. It's not scary for them. But there are dogs that are not calm. And um, when I'm calm, it calms them down. So it's helped me. I also love CBD oil. I take oh, that every day. Yeah. yeah. Jess. Tell me. I am dying to oh know God. how yeah. you got into dog grooming. <laughs> well, I started off as a dog bather um, deep in Reseda at PetSmart. There is no PetSmart there anymore. But um, I just, my mom uh, had a bunch of cats growing up. I never had dogs, but she would have to go to this PetSmart to get this specific cat food because her cats were picky and she needed this cat food. Also, that's Only just the my Pet mom. PetSmart in receipt. Yes, that is my mom. <laughs> right. It's she cared like, for her cats. No, but she's like, she's intense like that. Like once I, if she tries like a new chip or something, I have to go find her only that chip and she has to find it on Amazon. It's like she's obsessed with that chip. Um, anyway, hi, Judy. Um, hi, Judy. Judy Rona. Hi, Judy. From Brooklyn. <laughs> Um, okay, so I went to PetSmart with her. There was a help wanted sign. And it was like, there was a bunch of job openings. You know, I could be a cashier, I could work with the birds, I could work with, you know, the amphibians or whatever. Amphibians? I think that's what yeah, they are. Yeah, sure. Frogs. Um, yeah, I have to work with the frogs um, and lizards. Or they also had a dog bather. And I was like, ooh, dog bather, that's fun. And so I started bathing dogs. Had you, like, did you think that you wanted to get into working with animals? Never. Like I wanted to be an actress. I had big dreams of being an actress. That's what I really wanted to do. I still want to do it. Um, but uh, it was just, it was just like a way to make money, really. Mm -hmm. And it, how I, old were you? I was eighteen. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So I needed some money to buy a car and just to like live my life. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna just work here. So you started. Bathing dogs. So I started bathing dogs. I was terrible at it. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I would bathe big, like big dogs on the floor. So my feet would be wet all day. Ugh. I just didn't know what I was doing. You know, none of us did. Um, the, the grooming industry has evolved like crazy since I started. But um, I was fortunate enough to have some mentors show me things over the years 
you know, this is a schnauzer cut. This is how you clip nails. This is how you do pads. This is how you handle this kind of coat. This is how you demat, you know. And so I would just look at the other groomers and copy them. And there's no, like, cosmetology school for dog groomers? There is, yeah. Okay. Um, there's there's a few. I haven't been certified by, like, the International Pet Groomers Association. And then there's another one. Obviously, I'm, like, so not I, – I want to be, but it's so much work and it's very difficult to get testing because you need to provide not only – the dog, but the table and the tools, and you have to like go drive up to like Davis, California, and like oh, wow. it's like okay. such a hard thing right. to do. It's not easy. You can't just have someone come and like give you a, a test. Okay, so you're like learning all this stuff, mm-hmm. and then when- I was also really bad for a long time. I was a really mm. bad groomer. I was not good. Did you enjoy it, even though you were bad at it? Sometimes. Okay. So when did the yeah. light bulb go? What off? What was the transition? Okay, so after I, I moved to New York to do comedy and to like, I was in love with this guy and I just wanted to get out of LA. Um, So I moved to New York and I stopped grooming um, and I just waited tables. I also was a waitress for a long time. Um, And so I was like, I don't want to wait tables anymore and I want to move back to LA. I'm done with New York. And so I was just like, I'm just going to get back into dog grooming and I want to get really good. I want to get really good at comedy and improv and I want to get really good at dog grooming. So that's like, that was my life. I would take seminars, you know, go to classes, study the AKC book, um, watch videos. I reached out to really fancy groomers and, and emailed them photos so they can give me feedback. I was like a hustler trying to get good. I have a question. What is the what is the moment or like the burst of confidence where you're just like I'm going to do this and I'm going to reach out to people like I'm going to put myself out there was that a conscious choice you made or did you just it, you just felt it I think it wasn't confidence I think it was desperation I think I was at a low in my life I didn't have a car I didn't have money I didn't have a place to stay I was staying with my mom I like basically came back to LA and started all over I got really into UCB <laughs> I was like so improv into theater it. yeah <laughs> You know, and that's where I got all my great friends that I still have. Yeah. It's how I met my husband. Like it's, you know, and then just, yeah, I don't think it was confidence. I think it was just like, this is what you do if you want to get really good. But you were, you, you even if it was desperation, you were still brave. Because I feel like when I uh, have felt desperate, oftentimes I'll clam up, but you just went for it. Yeah, I was super miserable. <laughs> <laughs> so when did it, when did it become, like, when did it become easy? When did you, or maybe it's never easy, it but is. when did you start to no, feel like you mastered easy. it? It's actually easy now for the most part. Um, I think I just was able to develop my eye. And with each part of the dog, I have little goals and little things like I know I want cylindrical front legs, you know, that are parallel from the neck down. I know that's what I want. So what can I do to create that? So this is what I teach because I teach grooming students. You know, what can I do to to achieve this goal? I have techniques for achieving this goal that I will teach you and then you can go off on your own and do what you do, which is kind of what I did. I took bits and pieces from so many different groomers. I also entered myself in competitions, which was so scary. Um and from in the competition world, the grooming competition world, 
there are judges and teachers and people from all over the United States and the world that are like amazing groomers. I mean, these are like show groomers. I look up to them. I'm nothing compared to them. Even at this point, they are amazing people and groomers. And so they're the ones I can reach out to. I also was like front row at every grooming competition, watching the top level competitors. How do they hold their shears? What shears do they use? What like, you know, just every little detail I can soak up so I can get inspired by and copy them. And then, okay. It's like so, that's so valuable for like anybody who wants to do anything. Totally. It's like you have to put in the time. Yeah. But I think it's also the desperation thing is really interesting. Yeah. Um, it kind of forces you to be creative and take risks because you really feel like you have nothing to lose. Yeah. You have nothing to lose. And like I was single. I didn't have a ton of friends. I was just in this like underdog phase in my life where I was just like, face pushed against the glass, looking at all this stuff I want. I feel like I'm still like that. You know, I'm just like, ah, look at everything I want. And I want to do everything I can do to get it, you know? Yeah. Because I, I, I had like, I was living in Granada Hills with my mom. It was really a hard time. And you were, how old were you at this point? I was like 30, like 30 years old. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, I gotta, you know, change my life. So was there one client that kind of was the one that opened up doors yes. for you. Matt Marr. Um, do you guys know Matt Marr? I don't know Matt He Marr. is the host of a podcast that I wish I knew of that I could promote right now. <laughs> um, so I started working at a grooming salon. First of all, I was fired from two grooming shops, which is the best thing that has ever happened to me. I'm such an entrepreneur. I Don't hire me. I'm the worst person to work for you because um, I'm super opinionated um, and difficult. Um, <laughs> but... Um, Matt Marr, he was my first client. I would groom dogs in my kitchen, um, but I kept one client. He had Sophie the Schnauzer who recently passed away, but he was my first client and he believed in me. Um, Also, Johanna and Eric Appel were my first clients. I would groom their dog in my kitchen and Chooch. So I had like three little clients that I would like, you know, I would make a little bit of money. My poor roommate had to have like dog fur in her kitchen, which, you know, God bless, love and light. Thank you, Molly. Um, But uh, yeah, those were the people, the very first people that believed in me. That I was just like, you know, and Susie Barrett. And how did you start to accrue clientele? Was it just word of mouth? I was struggling for a really long time. I would, I still have the flyers I passed out at the dog park. I would just, I was passing out flyers. I was trying to poach old clients. I was just really struggling to get anybody to come over. And then the and then the uh the Instagram hit and then it, everything changed. So when I when were you just like I'm going to start you were making these videos anyway, right? Or did you just have an idea one day to yeah, start nothing, slow motion Instagramming dogs? <laughs> yeah, it was not nothing ever was planned. I was never so it was another desperate moment in my life. Um I had just gotten fired from a job I was working at for 5 years and it was really hard for me cuz I was I really loved the person that I worked for and I felt like it was like a breakup kind of. Yeah. And like we don't talk anymore and it's like sad to me. But um but yeah, I was just really lonely. I had um lonely in a business sense. Like I had not a ton of clients. You know, my life it was just, you know, I was not getting on any UCB teams. I was just I know, I roll I roll. Um, it was just, I was just in a really sad time. I remember my friend 
was like, oh, I just came from Allison Jones's office and I had a great audition. And oh my God, can you believe she cast me in this thing? And I thought of you because I know how badly you want to get into her office. <laughs> and I was like, cool, 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 cool. Anyway, I'm going to go back to my garage and groom dogs and I'm like super miserable. And, um, but, uh, yeah, so it was just out of desperation and antsiness that I started making those videos. I was like, I just want to be creative. I need to create something, you know. I need to do something fun and creative. So I just started making those videos. And honestly, the videos were inspired by my friend Eric Pringle. We we had like a dog party at my friend's house, at Bailey's house. Uh-huh. And we tried to line up like six dogs in a row. <laughs> and it was really hard to line up six dogs um, to pose them all for a photo. And so my friend Eric made a speedy video to it. Like, you know, this dog walks away. This person puts the dog back. It's hard to explain. But he made like a f- time lapse, like a quick video of like this thing and put like funny, whimsical music. Like, do, 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 do. Like, it was just like funny to me. And so I texted him and I was like, how'd you put that music to that video? And so he told me of this app. This is before I figured out iMovie. Right. Um, but it was just this app that uh, that put music to videos. And I was like, oh, shit. And then I got my iPhone 6 and it had slow-mo. And then I was like, ooh, I'm going to like, I just, I want to make these videos. It just, I don't know. I didn't think about it. Did you think anyone would pay attention? No. Did you think you would become a viral Instagram Absolutely star? not. I was in my garage. I'm still in my garage. I'm trying to move out of the garage, but that's like another story. Yeah, that's – well, you are an entrepreneur, so you'll figure it out. Yeah, I'll figure it out. And what's it like – because I feel like we have such a weird warped view of like social media fame. What is it like when all of a sudden – articles are being written about you and celebrities want to bring their dogs to you and you're you're suddenly in the very public eye in that way for something you've been working at for two decades. Yeah. Um, it was just surreal, surreal, exciting, scary, all of it. You know, it's just like, really? <laughs> you know, I remember I sent um, the very one of the very first slow-mo videos I did was to this song, 10,000 Emerald Pools by Borns. Do you know that song? Yeah. It's like the most epic song. Um, should I play it really quick? Sammy, cue it up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I sent it to the owner of the dog, and he was like, holy shit, this is amazing. This needs to go viral. I want to put this on, like, whatever. Like, he was the one that I was like, really cool. I'm so glad you like it. Okay, bye. You know? <laughs> and um, But then I started making them more. And then I started getting, like, more artistic with them. And, like, I, I would put more effort and intention into the videos. And, like, it became, like, pure joy for me to make them. And you started getting clients from them. Oh, yeah. Like, crazy. Like, a like a a tidal wave. So we live in Los Angeles. Um, there's a lot of rich people here. There's a lot of famous people here. There's a lot of people who spend a lot of money on their dogs. As a groomer, does that present its own set of unique challenges? Yeah, that's such a great question. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I feel like a pioneer in my field because there are no other groomers like me right now. There are groomers that I know that are famous in my world that, you know, everyday people don't know who Irina Pinkusevich is, but she's like one of the best groomers on the planet. Um, Great name. Also. Right. We call her Pina. She is my my one of my favorite groomers. Um, but she, you know, she's famous in the grooming world, but now I'm becoming well known in the world world. Mm-hmm. And to tell someone I'm going to charge you. 250 bucks to groom your dog 
is unheard of. You pay 50 bucks to get you whoever from who wherever to cut, give your dog a haircut. Mm-hmm. But I find that I'm like a pioneer where I'm going to pave the way and elevate the entire grooming industry and show everyone that I'm not the only artist out there. A lot of groomers are artists. It is kind of scary because um, I'm taking, you know, I'm uncomfortable asking for that much money and people, you know, and I'm expecting people to be like, fuck you. And like, can I say that on, on this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm expecting for people to say no, you know, but everyone's like, oh, okay, great. So you raised your prices. Yes. Because you are so in demand and because you feel like you're providing a service that people can't just get anywhere. Yes. I am so different than most groomers. Um, I consider myself to be an artist and I also give the dog an experience of calm and like they're pampered and it's not, there are no cages. It's a completely different experience to come to me than to go to any other place. I have to say, because I have brought my dog to you, not o- you, you also taught me how to kind of approach my dog, why she mm. was, yeah. I mean, you, you also are very intuitive when it comes to dogs yeah, and how to behave around them and why, for example, my dog rolls over and pees when she kind of gets nervous, excited. And, you know, it was like the way you handle them is very personal. I don't know how to describe it. It's intuitive. No, it's intuitive. empathetic. Yeah. That's so true because I'm struggling right now with my students because a lot of my grooming is intuitive. Because after you do something for 20 years, you can do it intuitively and you could do it however. And it's like, it's not as hard. But for a newbie or someone who's just starting out with dogs and it's not intuitive, it's really hard to explain that. So that is, I feel like it is in- intuitive grooming. What do you think in general is the biggest mistake people make with their dogs or the thing that they think they understand about their dogs, but they actually don't. Ooh, wow. I don't know. That's, I don't know. I do find that people have big energy with their dogs. Hmm. Hi, oh my God, you look so cute. Um, That kind of big high energy is really not great for dogs. Mm. I'm guilty of it. You know, you've got two very cute dogs. Thank you. I, I, I actually just got a sign to put – I put it on my door that says, shh, calm vibes only. Oh, No wow. one has read the sign. <laughs> so I still – and I feel really awkward being like, can you have calm energy, please? Um, because – and my next place will be a place where people can't just walk in while I'm grooming because, you know, if you come in with big energy with your dog, it erupts them in, in, in like, excitement. And all the other dogs pick up on it too, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so um, so the biggest advice I can give to people is just be calm with your dog. Not like, you know, frozen and awkward, but just like calm and confident. Mm-hmm. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like creppiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin 
feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving, that sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So before we started chatting on the record, you were telling us a little story about Katy Perry's dog. Yeah. Can you repeat that story? Because it's kind of great. Wait, just oh, how I James, met Katy Perry? The James. The James. Oh, okay. Can you tell that? Yes. Totally. Okay, totally. Um, so Katy Perry did carpool karaoke, and she pitched this idea to them to come to my place and pick up Nugget as part of, like, their drive. Um, it all got cut out. I thought it was going to change my career. <laughs> And I remember sitting on the couch with Eric, like waiting in anticipation for my big debut. Oh, no. And then nothing happened. And then Eric was like, babe, you haven't made it in this town, so you've been cut out of something. So welcome to the club. Because my husband's an actor. And so he's been cut out of probably he a lot gets of things. It. So yeah, they, he gets so it. So Katie and James Corden and her dog Nugget did come to you. So I scheduled five poodles that day because I wanted <laughs> poodles everywhere. Oh, my God. Um, I got my house cleaned. I cleaned the house all weekend. I like prepped so hardcore for this. Um, I so it came. It was such a whirlwind. The whole crew pulled up in front of my house. Oh my god! I had the most embarrassing moment because I didn't realize they were filming. So I burst out of my front door and I'm like, "Hi!" And <laughs> and they were filming. And then her assistant's like, "Hold on, just a sec." She put her finger up, and I was like, "Oh." Okay, shit. And like (laughs) awkwardly backward, like went back inside my house and shut the door. But anyway, they mic'd me quick. They had me sign a release form quick. Um, They were like, okay, um, everybody. And they had the whole crew come in with like three huge cameras. And it was just chaos for like 10 minutes. Katie came in. um, James came in. I handed James Pancake this tiny poodle. And he thought he got scared because he's like, is this dog going to bite me? She's like this tiny old 15-year-old poodle. (laughs) 
That was really funny because I think he's a little afraid of dogs. Aww. I was like, no, 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 it's okay. Um, he's so sweet. And um, and so they came in, and then Katie was there, you know, looking super glam. She, I was, you know, it was just crazy and surreal. I was trying to like act cool and like, oh yeah, this is normal for me. Um, <laughs> and and we should say, Katy Perry. It's not like she pops in all the time. Never. Okay. She's never been to my house. Right. That was the one time you groom her dog. I at groom her, her dog Nugget. Yeah. yeah. Great name for a dog. Nugget. She looks like a chicken nugget. Aww. Yeah. Uh, and so. Katie's like, ooh, um, so Jess does these videos of dogs blowing in the wind. So I lowered my table. Katie got on, the, got on the table, and she's like, blow wind on me. And so I blew wind on her. I blew wind on James Corden. Oh, my God. Uh, it was so fun. I was like, okay, I wish I got a video of it. I wish I did a slow-mo of her, but I didn't get it. But I did get a still photo of her. Um, and, yeah, and then they were gone. And, like, that was it. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? And then, yeah, it was Aww. so fun and surreal. And then was it really devastating when it didn't? Like yeah, you just had this feeling hard. of like, I'm about to be on national TV. Yes, I'm about to be like, this chick gets like 30 million views on YouTube. Like I was like, this is going to change my career. But then, yeah, they were just, you know, driving around. I was like, okay, well, I know where they're driving. I was watching the thing. I was like, okay, that's near my house, I think. And just like waiting. And then, no, yeah, it didn't happen. Oh. Guys, it's all good. It is all I good. I mean, I'm it's, fine. It's what a, what a weird world when like Hollywood and your business collide, which totally. I know happens on the regular because we live in LA, but... It's crazy though. Yeah. I mean, that feels It's wild. crazy how dog grooming has brought me to my dream of acting. I know. I think that's so interesting. And creating. It's brought you closer to... Yes. I mean, it's kind of like all your passions just kind of came together. You made them all come together. Yes. It's shocking. It's... It's beautiful. You are on your feet all day. Yes. What do you do at the end of the day to kind of like nurture yourself? That's a great question. I got some custom insoles made for my feet. Good work. From Dr. Phil, my chiropractor. (laughs) Um, He's so great. Got to do that. Yeah. Um, I take hot baths. I just got the Lush bath bombs. Mm. Have you guys tried those? No, Mm. I never have, but people rave about them. They're great. I got um, this like sandalwood vanilla one that was really good. Yeah, we haven't talked about like self-care products. I mean, if you, you have any, to? no, I, I feel like your journey is is more interesting. Oh, also, you know what else I wanted to mention is therapy. My mm-hmm. therapy is self-care. Yes. That shit changed my life. We are big proponents. Yes. I'm a different human because of therapy. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, and do you still go? Yes. Once a week, twice a week? Not twice a week. Okay. Oh, geez. Um, I try to go twice a month. Okay. But if I'm having some some shit i'll go once a week yeah here's a question for you yeah you make your own almond milk yes (laughs) you're so funny i've had it it's delicious i'm now brewing my own booch kombucha (laughs) you also roast your own coffee beans i don't do that as much anymore but it's not hard but food is like a passion for you Mm -hmm. but like the preparation part like you were making your own kombucha is that calming for you is that self-care for you Actually, yes and no. It's stressful because it's a continuous brew and now it's fermenting really quickly and it's stressing me out because it gets too sour too quickly. Um, So uh, it was calming and now it's stressful. (laughs) I need to bottle it quicker. Um, But the almond milk is so easy to make. It's not hard. And I'm so spoiled because store-bought almond milk is not good to me. It just stresses me out, the thought of like milking these almonds. Oh, God. I have a life hack. What is it? Okay, so... 
like I mentioned on Natch Butte, <laughs> I follow Lee from America oh, and yes. Allison, Ru- Allison Wu. So um, follow them on uh, Instagram. Shout out to Lee. She actually sent me a video and thanked me. So oh. I was like, oh, I love you. I started following Lee from America because you mentioned her oh, on yeah. the podcast. Um, she... So any, if you want to make a nut milk in your, do you have a Vitamix? I just got one this oh, year. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Vitamix will change your life, uh, especially if you want to make soups and milks and stuff. Okay. So life hack, get cashew butter, get almond butter, get coconut butter, put a scoop of coconut butter in your Vitamix with hot water. You got milk. Oh, really? Yes, girl. Put some cinnamon what? in there, put some honey. It's milk. And you sweeten your coffee with that. So what Lee from America does is she puts a scoop of coconut butter in with her matcha and hot water. Right. And it creates – I had it this morning. It was delish. Do cashew butter. Put a glob in your Vitamix with hot water and it's milk. It's cashew milk. That is wow. okay. amazing. Well, you just changed no my No strainer. Life. No nothing. It's just – yeah. You know what else changed my life? Jen Sincero. Who's that? She wrote You Are a Badass at Making Money. Oh, you guys. Have you read that? I have You Are a Badass on my bedside table, and I haven't cracked it too deep. You Are a Badass at Making Money, in my opinion, is much better than You Are a Badass. And how did it change your life? Oh, I mean, it changed the way I look at things. It changed my whole perspective on money and being courageous. Just so many different things. And knowing your value? Yeah, it's like that being uncomfortable to charge what I charge. She says, you know, you can't really make a change in your life unless you're uncomfortable all the time. Yeah. It's not hard. It's uncomfortable. Mm. We got to get th- This is good We've for gotta us. We've got to read that. Yeah. I just yeah. met Jensen Chera too. I'm like such oh, you a geek. Did? How did yeah. you, how did you meet her? She did a little um, like talk, like oh. a Q&A downtown and – I gave her one of my books. Oh, yeah, she's she's so cool. And you know what else I did? Like I'm in, I'm really insane about her. Once I get my mind stuck on something, as you know, just like your mom. What do you mean? Like Judy Rona? You said once I get my like once she gets obsessed with oh a chip. Oh my god, that is right. Okay, well, yeah, I'm just like her. <laughs> once you get once I get my mind set on something, it's like happening. So for the most part, you know, God willing. Anyway, um, but I just type in Jen Sincero in the search bar of my podcasts. And I listen to all her podcast interviews. Aww. You could do that with Brene Brown, with Liz Gilbert, That's smart, with any actually. person yeah. that, that is you really want to just hear them talk. Because all I do is listen to you guys. I just listen to podcasts all day as I work, podcasts, audiobooks. And so, you know, can you listen to that when you write? No, no. I can't. I yeah, because you need to music. focus. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm just really lucky because I'm doing a physical act and it's like kind of mindless. Yeah. So... If I don't want to just think about all the things I need to do, I need to like focus or just listen to something. Like sometimes I just space out when I get to, when I listen to too much music. Well, I'm glad that this but, podcast, you have to listen to yourself while you groom. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I can't. Um, but I was saying to you, and I'll tell you, Dory, that you guys have very soothing voices. And so it's really nice to listen to your podcast. Oh, Plus, like, you. when I listen to your podcast, I just feel like I'm your friend, too. Like, I'm just like, you oh, are. I, you well, are. thank you. But you know what? Like, I'm just like, oh, this is just like friends talking about their little vulnerable Aww. things. Aww. Yeah. Jeez. Thank you. Oh, that's yeah. such a, I think that's a nice note to end yeah. on. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad you came in today. Thank you, you so much. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you in the internet world or if they want to approach you about grooming their dog? Oh, yeah. And we're in waitlist mode right now, right? You know what? If you email JessRonaGrooming at gmail.com and say you heard me on this podcast and you want me to groom your dog, just mention this podcast and maybe I can work something out. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Oh boy. Yeah. Let's do it. All and right. you I'm are... ready to expand and I'm ready to grow. Okay. Thank you, Jen Sincero. Yeah. You can find me at Jess Rona Grooming on Instagram. I'm never on Twitter. And my book Groomed is on Amazon. You can just, I think just search Jess Rona's Groomed on Amazon. Yeah. And it's beautiful. I'm stroking it right and now. And please write a review of my book and this podcast. Yes. That, it does thank really you, help Jess. with all the algorithms. Oh, I know. I know. You know. Jess Rona, thank you so much. Thank you, Jess. Thanks, you guys. Dory, isn't Jess pretty rad? She's amazing. And if I didn't think my dog was going to like bite her head off, <laughs> I would have her groom bow. She is a masterful groomer. Her book her book is is awesome. I would recommend everybody get a copy of Groomed. Yeah. Um, Dory. Yes. Let's revisit these intentions. I would love to. Do you know what I almost did? I almost called them intentions. And then I was like, I'm turning into a monster. <laughs> Stop it. Um, your intention last week was... <laughs> Um, you were going to work on your project. Yeah, and I did it throughout the week. Oh my gosh. I haven't picked it up. I actually started to dip into the self-doubt zone. Oh no. I know. But I'm, I'm going to hop back to it tomorrow and just try to keep plugging away so that I have a thing. I love that. Thanks. Um, my intention last week was to chat with my parents a little bit more because, you know, my mom broke her arm. Um, and I have been. Good work. Yeah. I've been FaceTiming them. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Good daughtering. Thanks. What is your intention for this week? Well, uh, as discussed previously, I'm traveling this week. Um, so I, I feel like when I travel, I, I always have a similar intention, which is to just try to be calm about things that are not in my control, which with traveling is, as we've discussed with your you know trip to Minneapolis that got postponed, that's especially hard to do. Um, but you managed to do it. And so yeah. I'm trying to, I'm just going to try and like be chill. Um, and yeah, that's my intention. A Zen traveler. Zen traveler. Are you bringing any special skincare? Oh, are you going to mask on the plane? Yeah, I think I am. <gasps> I think I am. I think I'm going to do it. Yes. So will you take some videos for the Instagram? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, I my will. God. Mask on the plane. Mask on the plane. I mean, maybe I'll make my husband mask on oh, the plane. Oh, that's... Um, I, mean, I don't know. Anything could happen. You never know what's going to happen when you're in the sky. Exactly. Um, this week for me, I need to get real about sleep. I've been... My sleep has been out of whack. Mm. Um, I'm going to bed too late. I'm going to bed at midnight every night and it's just way too late. It's just hard. It's a little bit hard because my oldest child is like getting into bed at nine and then there's a lot of stuff that needs to kind of get done after they're in bed. And then, you know, it's hard to kind of wind down. Yeah. So, and, but I'm really tired. And then our whole house is like just running late in the morning. And so I really need to be more disciplined about getting to bed even just at 1130, even like that 30, it's like once I hit midnight, then all hell breaks loose. Kate, I'm with you on this, especially now that I'm not working in an office. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And my husband's on hiatus. So if he were at work, he would be getting up at a normal working person time. But because he's not and it, I, I've been going to bed too late. Yeah. I noticed you've been texting me later. Yeah. And I just like, I need to just like shut it down. It's hard to like, I'm a person who likes to stay up. Like before I had children, I was a stay up till 1 a.m. 1.30 person. Oh. I think I just my, that's just kind of how my, the rhythm that my body was yeah, on. Sure. So I can feel the pull of the night. Oh. <laughs> 
Well, hello. <laughs> All right. Well, I look forward to checking back with you Likewise. on this. I hope you have a great trip. Thank you. Um, well, friends, that's the end for today. That wraps things up. Let's say goodbye. Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Kate Spencer and Dory Shafrir and produced and edited by Sammy Junio. As always, please leave us Apple Podcast reviews. It helps peeps find us. Next week, I am going to be talking to my bestie um, from growing up. The and first bestie interview of Forever 35. The first bestie interview of Forever 35. So, you know, I know a lot of you like the interview I did with my sister. So hopefully you like the interview I do with my bestie. All right. We'll find out. Okay. Bye.